Thank you for downloading Fearless in Devotion, a podcast all about Wrexham AFC. Here they come, champions. Coming up on today's podcast. It literally is open up as we're going past. So when I've literally dragged it onto my left foot last bit, I wasn't too confident to shoot my left foot. It's a, it's a bad finish, really. The keeper should have saved it. <laughs> Our special guest breaks down one of the greatest goals in modern Wrexham history. Cross on all, welcome back to Fearless in Devotion with me, Rhys Williams, Tim Edwards, Andy Gilpin and Liam Randall. Well, here we are off the back of two consecutive 4-0 away victories, unprecedented times. I mean, who'd have thought of that? We've scored eight goals in two away games to like two probably bogey teams over the over the last couple of uh, last couple of years. I mean, the thing I really thought about uh Saturday is it more than any was about the, the performance of Gold after Mayo. I think I've got that right. And Your I mate, think, isn't it? Sorry? Yeah, no, 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 you're right. You're right, Liam. I absolutely slagged him <laughs> off last week. I thought he was dog shit. No, I thought he came on and he was a pub player. But but the last couple of games, he's really fitted into our pattern of play. He's massive. Lovely, lovely little finish too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Like, he absolutely took it beyond the keeper. Like, you would actually think when he got into a position like that, he'd actually smash it, but he actually thinked it. Fair mm. play. So so this this, this gold dot fella, who's a Swiss, Swiss guy... Massive neck, right? Huge neck. I've not seen a, a bigger neck than this than this fella. But what he does is he gets a ball, he keeps it under control, he uses it simply. He brings the likes of Dios, Dion Angos, and more than that, he keeps Angos. Uh, Who the okay. hell is Dion Angos? D- Dion oh, thought, Angos. No, no, I thought, <laughs> Dion D- Angos. Well, or maybe Argos. <laughs> I think I think when Thomas got injured. We realised how crucial he was to our. Yeah, I, think no, the pattern, I think it was the pattern of play, wasn't it? It's the mm. pattern of play, and so you've got this guy in. And he's getting the ball. He's using it. He's keeping it. He's playing it simple. But the real person who's benefiting from it is is, is Jordan Davis. He scored four goals in two games. He is waiting for this guy to bring the ball down and lay it off to him, and he's taking it on. He's like putting defenders under pressure. He's getting the ball early and he's actually benefiting. He's the player that I think we thought we were getting at the start of the season, probably making a very late run for the player of the season. Can't really argue with that. I mean, I mean, I didn't see it because I was working, but um, from from my point of view, yeah, it's lovely to win 4-0 twice on, on the bounce, but it's nice to, to put teams to the sword and not do the classic Wrexham take a 2-0 lead and then we all know that we're shitting ourselves like, are we going to hold on to this are we going to end up being a draw are we going to lose it so especially against Woking to kind of to have that hunger and desire to then go and get another couple late on which apparently might, might have flattered us a bit the 4-0 but no, did, yeah. to go to go to the very end and go right just just be ruthless if you're going to be ruthless make sure it's at the business end of the season so we can't complain at this at the moment no we can't absolutely interesting one isn't it because I think we all wrote um, we'd written Dean Keats off and written this side off this time last week um, but I'm thoroughly enjoying having it thrown back in my face um, after two 4-0 wins I think it, Gold I'm not going to try and pronounce his name I'm just going to call him Goldie because I don't <laughs> end up like Andy Gilpin um, oh, I think wow. he's exactly the right Amateo, sort of player Amateo, though, Amateo, Amateo so you say it, Goldie Amateo, <laughs> Amateo. 
I'm a tail. I'm a tail. <laughs> the, um, Easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're never going to replace Kwame Thomas, but um, you've got a sort of similar style of player there. As you replaced him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not direct, not directly though. I don't think he's going to score as many goals as Kwame would put it that way. Now he's not going to get to nine goals, is he? No. Anyway, guys, good time to yeah. Long may it continue. Let's hope for uh, some more results like that next week. But we've had another email. Um, thank whoa, you very whoa, much. For your, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know. Email Claxon. I have to find a Claxon for an email. Uh, anyway. <laughs> there we go that's now the email klaxon uh we've had an email from harry thomas thanks for getting in touch who says he started listening to the pod last wednesday and is now on episode five and is really enjoying it not usually a podcast listener he says thank you very much i have an away day for you yeah my game at rotherham rotherham's old milmore stadium oh Play, played in the blue black double diamonds kit cold i think, I think we lost two or three nil Wow, this is not great. It's not a great story. This is a Liam Randall-esque story. I think we lost (laughs) two or three nil, but at half-time I had a chicken and balti pie, which quickly disagreed with me. So I spent the whole of the second half with my hands between my legs. And the bus journey home, um, a bit like the one in the first second pod, it was very unpleasant for those around me. Um, And when I got back to Wrexham, I stepped off the coach and immediately threw up. All in all, a bad night. <laughs> I love this. I was only around 15 at the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I went to that game. I, I remember, was it Millmore, was it? Millmore, he said, yeah. Yeah. It was behind glass as well. Always, always mistrusted a game that you uh, that was behind a press box. Anyway, thank you very much, Harry, for getting in contact with us. You can email us on fearlessindevotion at gmail.com. So let's get on with this week's special interview. Welcome, Don Bowes, who, who, to be honest, was a bit of a a Wrexham cult hero. Um, you know, only only played about 30 games for the club, but made a huge impact. Scored 10 goals, including one I think we'll uh, we'll get onto later against Gateshead. I think which uh, which captured the imagination a little bit. Dom, could you first of all take us um, how how you how the move came about? Because I know you were at, we- at Welling, and I think uh, yeah, it was Gary Gary Mills who signed you. Did you know Gary before? Had he tried to sign you before? Oh, no, obviously, um, it's obviously that Welling, but um, I think. I was at Welling from Colchester. Yeah. I think I might have went there maybe November, November time. It was there for the end of the season. Mm. Obviously, scored a few goals. But, um, he was at Gateshead. Yeah. And, um, obviously, I scored against Gateshead. Um, but I think in that little period, I'd done well. Um, mm. So, um, I think, obviously, no contact was made. Like, enough. You know what I mean? I just remember that Gateshead played really good football. Like, yeah, they did. Didn't they? It was like ridiculous. I just remember I was be I was in a uh, Jamaica with my missus, mm. and um, in the summer, and then um, I think I was on the phone to my dad, and he mentioned Wrexham. I think they got I don't know who they got in contact by, but long story of just Gary Mills. I started doing my research on him. Uh, spoke to a few people that's worked with him, mm. and um, yeah, they all sung his praises in terms of passes the ball. Like literally in training, no more than two, three touches. Yeah, and it was like right up my street. And then, um, so I come back. Um, literally, 
spoke spoke with him for a few hours. Um, got a train up there, spoke for a few hours. And we kind of hashed out a deal there and then, really. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So that was how I ended up being at Wrexham. Did you, I mean, you hadn't really played, uh, you don't, you sort of played around the, the Southern teams before. How did you feel about moving up to Wrexham? How did you feel about... Well, that, was, that was a no-brainer for me. Like, as I said, uh, you, you, there might be a, some players might feel me um, being away from home and mm. Y and Z. But for me, that was, that was least my worries. Like, as I said, they gave me a player, it was, I was in the player house, so I lived for free. Who was uh, in the player house with you? Uh, me, Jamal Firefield, yeah. Adrian Moak, Blaine Hudson, Wes York, and Manny Smith. Right. Yeah, Manny Smith wasn't every day because he would commute because he had family in Birmingham and that. Mm. So, but yeah, no, it's it no, it fun times, man. Fun times, fun times. How did you find Gary Mills as a man now? Well, you say you thrashed out a deal quite easily. Um, so when you when you came up there, the training sessions, him as him as a person. Listen, uh, at Wrexham, we we got on. I I yeah. I really enjoyed like everything he said is what we done. I don't. Think it's, a, it's not a coincidence that I went there and done what I done because yeah. he said what he was going to do. We really passed the ball. Like I think if anyone remembers, I think like. We used to bop teams like it was ridiculous. No, I can remember. Like, you know what I mean? So it was fine. It was no problems. Darren Kasky, like, you know, he had a career. Both Gary Mills had a career as well. But it was just like, it was, they, was, they was on playing football. As much as there was like, the work rate side of things, they uh, very much was um, very on doing things the right way. Yeah. I mean, the reason I ask you about Mills is he was quite a divisive character for, for Wrexham fans. I mean, yeah. once he first came in and he had you and they were playing some great stuff. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. we're going to talk about the Gateshead match. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But there was a period where yeah. where what they were doing and the way they were doing it was fantastic. And it yeah. seemed to drop off a little bit. I mean, you'd left and yeah. and the next season wasn't as good. But for, for that sort of time, I think everyone was really happy that they got Gary Mills and the likes of you in. Very, you know, it was a very, yeah. very creative side. Yeah, no, as I said, like, since I've left Wrexham, um, I see fans and that um, not too happy with, with, with Gary Mills. Yeah. Um, I don't know the ins and outs of everything. But again, for me, my, so from all, from pre-season to, I'll say up to the Christmas period. Mm. Remember, we lost six, like six and about Christmas period. Yeah. And yeah. that was when it went. But for me, I said, I couldn't, like, we probably got on, we could, like, couldn't, I couldn't fault him. Obviously, with times we have conversations, you, you would demand more from me at times, but there was no any, um, pers- it felt no personal issues. Um, yeah, the, yeah. The biggest problem is, is in regards of how I left the club and, yeah, yeah. Me, I would, that would always be uh, sour grapes for me. Do you do yeah. you feel that do you feel that you you played your best football at Wrexham? Just everything was set up. It was a big club. You you had the fans there. I think Wrexham for me, I like that was the time where I said I've got my head like not that I didn't get my head down before, but it's geared for me to do that. Obviously, at Colchester. I mm. done well, coach. I was playing League One at yeah, yeah, yeah. nineteen. I done well, but in terms of I wasn't scoring. I didn't score any goals. Mm. And coaches, we didn't pass the ball. How how Rexon did? We was um, 
on the other side of the, the table. So we was as much it was more survival at Colchester, but individually I've done well. But so mm. when I left Colchester, I went to Welling. Mm. Even Welling wasn't it was it wasn't that football. You know what I mean? I've done well individually, scored some goals. When I went to Wrexham now, it is key for me to. It, like, as I said, there's no coincidence. I went and scored eleven goals, ten assists. Yeah, in, yeah, three. By, by by bloody uh, January. That, that's not yeah. a coincidence for me. So yeah, of course it was the best football I played. Probably the happiest I've played uh, in football. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. I found a quote from you previously where you said, um, "Best football I played in my career so far was at Wrexham." Yeah. And I think you said that Colchester and Wrexham was the closest thing that felt like home from a footballing yeah. sense. Is that no, Wrexham, obviously, football-wise, was the best. Uh, obviously, I enjoyed it off the pitch and whatever. Mm. Colchester, like, was me um, cutting my teeth in men's football. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, th those two places are definitely neck to neck. You're listening to Fearless in Devotion. Time now for History Only Tells a Story, where each week we take a look back through the archives for our favourite Wrexham-related clips. I've decided to take you from Bootlegger's own camera because the, um, the footage and the commentary is better, so yeah. listen in. What a brilliant goal that was. I was there at the ground. It was oh. absolutely fantastic. Took out and and he did. So <laughs> where do we where do we be? You've probably dissected this goal about, I don't know, as many times as it, as it's been virally hit by now. But if that's a word, virally hit, you know what I mean. It's gone viral. <laughs> so just take us through that because uh, it was one of those classic, classic ones where I was at work and I remember listening to it yeah. and I just stopped in my tracks and was like, ah, bastard, that's the one that's going to haunt me for a while. It's going to haunt me not being there. So go on, just, just, just take us through that. I remember, so I think we were one up, two up, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was like, if you watch, up, yeah. the guy um, kicks the ball away for nerding mm -hmm. and I'm just like, just get the ball and play, just get the ball and play. Like, so if you know, I'm the one that gives um, Moak mo the ball. Yeah, I'm just watching it now. Yeah, you are, yeah. If you remember. Like, the urgency. Jamal, yeah, just play, just play, just yeah. play. Because what you see, Jamal uh, Fyfer comes up to the ball to kind of take it. I'm saying, I'm kind of saying, just play. We're, we're a man up. We're kind of, and um, obviously, I think everyone knows my rapport with Moats. Moats will kind of give me the ball anyway. Mm. So um, he gave me the ball. I think I took it on my back foot. The guy stepped in, I've, um, I've gone past it. But at this point, I'm not thinking to take on everyone. These are, it literally is opening up as we're going past. So when I've literally dragged it onto my left foot, the last bit, I wasn't too confident to shoot my left foot. Yeah. So that's when the chop happened. Oh, to say, chop. Even like, even like it's a it's a bad finish, really. The keeper should have saved it. At least be honest about it. There's a bit of a scuff. Yeah, no, because um, I I kind of half remember I didn't. If you if you look at it, it's like the amount of goal that I, um, space there was to go in that corner. 
Mm. I've gone so close to the goalie. So I kind of remember, like, I think I might have chopped it, but I think I've shot probably without composing myself, if that makes sense. But it was yeah. more... And then, I've as a squad, I've kind of known it's a decent goal. Because my reactions, like, I'm laughing, my shoulders are up. Like, <laughs> then I've seen everyone jump on me and, yeah. But it's more like time after that I look back at it and I think, oh, it's actually a decent goal kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? But at the time, it was... Um, even I remember, at, um, I don't know, maybe BBC World, Danny Gabadon called me yeah. the next day, talking about the goal. But I didn't... Like, even, like... My dad phoned me saying, oh, he scored a good goal. I'm like, yeah, it's a decent goal, whatever. My missus phoned me, he's like, oh, why, why didn't you tell me he scored a good goal like this? Like, but at this time, I'm just like, it's, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a, a I score him every week. Yeah, this is what I do. <laughs> and, but it's more like, as I look back on it now, I'll be like, oh, no, like, it's a decent goal. But I, I, I think the best thing about it is watching the goal back, it gives me, like, Good memories. It makes me happy. Like that feeling of how it was at Wrexham. It was um, no, it was fun, man. It was, it was, yeah. it was really enjoyable in that sense. Like everyone, I think I was very liked, loved by the team. I think you could tell. I think the fans liked me. So that goal kind of brings back more good feeling towards like, oh, that was like, ah, oh, I miss it, man. I, I, I would love to recreate the feeling of. Uh, the love that the you know what I mean the team cohesion that was that's what it was more for that goal really. It's been called one of the best. Well, it's been called the best goal that ever the Wrexham have ever scored. Now I, I would say there's probably I think Mickey Thomas would probably say that there's probably more of a, a iconic goal, but for the for the sort of skill yeah. of, of that and at Wrexham we just love a player who can beat a man and to do it yeah. consistently again and again and then I think yeah. what it was for us was. The last part where you absolutely dummied the defender so much, yeah. he ended up in bloody Chester. He was, yeah, he was yeah. absolutely, <laughs> he was absolutely done. The keeper probably couldn't save it because he didn't know that you were going to do that. He wasn't set. No, he wasn't exactly. It's, it's, it's funny because I remember there's a, I've got a photo on my phone um, from that moment when I'm when I'm chopping him. You see a yeah. uh, Manny Smith in the background. I don't know, but he's like he's like this kind of <laughs> and it's just like, no, it's really. Um, I said, I really enjoyed my time at Wrexham, man. And I, it, it's because, um, I said, I've, I've failed to recreate that. That's mm. why it probably holds so much uh, um, a high place in my heart because I've, and I feel like the, the time got cut short. Yeah. Do you think that there is unfinished business for you uh, at Wrexham because of the time got cut short? Well, yes, but I think Wrexham haven't tried to sign me. Look, <laughs> every, every year, Fans will tweet me, yeah? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fans will tweet me for fun, yeah. Um, but if they did, if they picked up the phone now and said, "Don't got a contract here for you, mate. Come and join the uh, the Hollywood Revolution." Yeah, uh, we'll forget that you signed for and Chester. Yeah, yeah. And it's, <laughs> and it's, it's a better deal than whatever you're being offered overseas right now. Yeah. No. Um, yes and no. It's 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 more like where I'm at in football now mentally. I'm over England as a whole. Okay. Yeah, it's no, not, no. Nothing to do with Wrexham personally. It's more. Well, we are Welsh, so you're all right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Covered a fair bit of England, to be fair. <laughs> but, but, um, at one look, at, at what? 
Yeah, yeah, we'll have to see an offer. If there's an offer on the table, it's always a conversation, of course. Yeah. But again, honestly, like, since since Gary Mills, there hasn't been no contact made. So it's interesting what you said about um, English football, that, or, you know, British yeah. football. Do you think it can accommodate um, players like yourself as much these days? It is. The, the, the younger generation, I think, have a, a better chance to come through in England now. Mm. That, that, that's what I would say. Do you, you say the younger generation? Do you mean like a younger flair player? Like you see the likes of Foden now, and people people build a team around him. Yes, yes, and I think what's on about Wrexham? Look, we didn't win week in week out, but I feel if we stuck at it and believed in it, I would like to think we would have been in around the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. If we sort of like draw parallels with what's happening with Wrexham at the moment. Now, Wrexham at the moment under Dean yeah. Keats, the football that Dean is playing is functional but it's not full of flair. So yeah. if we lose a game, the fans sort of get on the back and say, oh, well, you know, we lost the game and we barely had a shot in, shot in, yeah. shot in anger. Yeah. I think yeah. when, when you were there, we could, we could sort of take losing a game more because we knew you were having a go. We knew yes. that it was nip and tuck, yeah. you, were, you were attacking and someone's out done, done you a set play or something like that. That's, yeah, that's what we can understand. You're not guaranteed to win every game. Look, Pep, Pep's lost millions of games, you know what I mean? And he's been a better team in a lot of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it, as a whole, for example, over a season of 30, 40 games, I think you're always going to be in with a shout. I, I just think you, you give yourself a better chance trying to play football. That's just my opinion. Yeah, cool. Don, before we um, dig deep into into your departure from the club, I'm just going to do a bit of a retrospect for those that need a bit of a reminder. Plus, I like reminding people. So, <laughs> when you came to the club, you scored on your second start, 3-1 home win versus Torquay. And then again in the next game, 3-0 versus Aldershot. Yeah. In fact, you hit four goals in the first six games as we won five of them. Pretty yeah, decent yeah. impact, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah. Then your next was, was in a 3-2 defeat at Chester. Yes, oh, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then you scored a double, a three-all three draw against Geisley. Then that goal that we mentioned, you hit a few more. You ended up with 11 in 32 appearances. Yeah. Then it all went, went a little bit wrong. You, you, you've said on record before that your intention was always to stay with Wrexham yeah. until the end of the season, help win promotion. And yeah. then whether you stayed or left, and nobody could complain. You know, you, you'd made your impact. Happy days. If you could, if you yeah. gone to pastures and you nobody would have begrudged it if you stayed. Yeah. Everyone's the winner. Yeah. So just take me into that because you were you were an unused sub in the last two two games, weren't you? Um, for Rex, and you were an unused sub the last 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 few times you in the squad. Yeah. And then it transfer deadline day. And, and I believe Gary Mills had told your agent that he, he wanted to go in a different direction with you. Can you just tell yeah. us a bit, a bit more how that came about. I think we lost about six games on a bounce the Christmas period, right? Five, six games on a bounce. And um, as a whole, we, as a team, we wasn't great. Like, you know what I mean? That, that's fair. I'm not here to say I was great. I can't remember my personal individual form, but I, I probably wasn't um, as good as I, as I can be. But I just remember, um, like, saying um, to think maybe, like, through the boys, oh, like, I feel like, I feel like I'm being blamed for this, if that makes sense. That's just how I felt. Um, right. You, you were I, being made the scapegoat at that, at that point, you, you felt. Yeah, like, because there was, there was loads of, like, those meetings, and I can't remember exact words, but I just remember saying, I feel like I'm being blamed for this. 
Um, and I think we play, I think Lincoln at, ho- at home. And it's our first win. We think we're 3-1. Um, I got an assist. I've I, I done all right. I played about 60 minutes, right? Done okay. Right, whatever. But I'm kind of, uh, I'm upset that I've come off. Yeah. Um, but now I say, look, you've got Braintree on a Tuesday away, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, cool, whatever. Braintree on a Tuesday away. Um, we lose 1-0. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, my, my mate that played with Taylor Martin. He scored a free kick. I believe he scored a free kick against us. But, um, but I remember watching it and I said, we, we, like, everyone knows us, we played football. I'm saying, like, it was bad. Like, we, we, was, we was bad. Like, we didn't pass the ball. And I wasn't saying this because I wasn't involved. I was like, that's not us. But I remember, like, Gaffer saying maybe after the game, um, uh, he, he was, like, not necessarily complaining, but he was kind of praising the team, for example, if that makes sense. But, but for me, I was like, it didn't play good. Like, we didn't play how we played. Hmm. I think if we remember at the time we were signing maybe a... So Bleep, Lewis Briscoe had just come in, I think, at that point, and he, he'd come on <laughs> instead of you. Uh, so, so, so like attacking mid, so basically would have been your sort of position. Yeah, so I remember again, we signed Be- uh, Becky, big striker. Yeah, yeah, big lad from um, Harrogate, wasn't it? Harrogate, we had a Hezzy midfield. So obviously Hezzy coming and done well. Yeah, he did, he was a good player, yeah. But the dynamic of the team kind of shifted. I'm, you know what I mean? Like we were playing off bet, we were going into, so whatever. Then, but we lost. Um, so again, we've got Easy on the Saturday, right? Yeah, so one all. Away. And um, so I'm thinking, oh, I, I must be starting this game then. Mm. Must be starting this well, game. You didn't even come on that game, did you? Exactly. So, okay, we, that game happens. I don't come on. I, we went 1-0 down. And I, if, I, if you remember, the goal we scored was Sean Newton cutting on his right foot, having a P-roll from 40 yards and going through the keeper's yard, um, legs. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But remember, Mr. Penalty last minute, Jenna. For mm. the genders. And again, not because I'm not playing, I'm saying we didn't play good. Yeah. We didn't do good. That's just but after the game's like that's how Gavis said that's how you play, you know, when you listen to me and da 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 and I'm just thinking. So you're sensing something's wrong there. You're you're yeah. you're thinking, so where we've been at the beginning of the season, where it's been a bright attacking yeah. football, we've now yeah. brought in a big man up front, the whole team dynamic has changed a little bit and I'm yeah. not looking. Yeah. Time now for some quickfire questions on Dom's former Wrexham teammates. Apart from yourself, who's the most skillful? There wasn't anyone really skillful. Like Fowles was technically good, but I'll probably say Mokes, like because Mokes was is an ex-winger, isn't it? Mokes, is yeah, a, yeah. yeah. Mokes. Who was the worst dressed? Can you remember that? Oh, worst dressed. Top my head. But there was some bad club. I don't know. There was some bad club. I can't. I, I can't think what about in the house? What, what, what was it's gotta Blaine? It's got to be Blaine. Yeah, Blaine. But Blaine was uh, expressive, so it wasn't like it was, <laughs> maybe bloody Wes York or someone. You know what I mean? But yeah. no, Blaine was more. He was more of a character with his dress. So it's us. But so you, you let him off with it. Yeah, because he's he's having a go, isn't he? You know what I mean? And he's, and he's like, maybe Wes top of my head. Maybe. Mm, fair but, enough. Yeah. Who was the biggest moaner? Geno. Yeah. Connor Jennings. Yeah. Big, yeah. 
Connor Jennings. Yeah, Connor Jennings. Fair enough. Um, obviously, uh, best wishes to, to Connor. No, no, man. Yeah, definitely. Best wishes to Jenner, man. Who is the most underrated? Who did you think, yeah, you do a good job for the team and you maybe don't get the plaudits you deserve? I think Robbie Evans, but I think I feel like he did get his praises at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I think no one, Manny Smith got his praises. Jamal, Jamal was, I think Jamal was colossus. Mm. Uh, I think everyone knew that though. So I don't think there was anyone that was, uh, mm. maybe to the untrained eye, maybe a corner Jennings, Adrian and Moak to the untrained eye, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think Moakes was a big key going into midfield. He yeah. was the key going into midfield. But remember, we was, I was meant to be like more central and he was meant to be white. Because mm. he was meant to be fouls kind of in that role. So I think Moakes probably was the, the biggest key in us playing how we played. Time now for some more detail from Dom on how his sudden exit from Wrexham came about. So the Monday now, I get a call from the gaffer. Hmm. 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, I, didn't, I didn't have his number saved at the time. He's like, oh, Dom is the gaffer. So I'm thinking he's um, he's calling me to talk about the last yeah. few games. Clear the air, maybe. Yeah, clear the air. Because the me and the gaffer had a good relationship. Hmm. So there was no problems or anything. So there was no sort of breakdown, was there? there you hadn't had an argument or... Uh... It was more like, um, when I say I felt like he blamed me, it was more like a vibe I felt. Okay, you know, rather than a stand-up row or anything. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So the long short of the conversation was, oh, Dom, we've accepted a bid from Grimsby. But if you remember, we played Grimsby a few months ago. We, we, we drew, but we backed them. Yeah. And... I was expecting. I was thinking, we've been through the same league. We're probably six points off playoffs. We're still in around it. Why? Yeah. Why don't we go to And he's gone. Do you go? I've gone. All right, cool. Um, he's like, do you go to I've gone. No, I don't go to Grimsby. He's gone. Oh, no one's well. gonna. No one's gonna blame you for not going to Grimsby. Dumb to be honest. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> well, it's look, not a great place. I, I, I bloody ended up there the year after. Anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he said, "Oh well, have a conversation with your dad and your agent." My agent, my dad spoke to them, whatever, whatever. Um, and I'm just cracking on with my day. Mm. What's happened now is, um, I can't, there's been some back and forth. And I think my dad may have spoke to Gary Mills or or my if, if agents relate information about my dad regarding Gary. Yeah, look, yeah. Of, of, I'm not in the plans going forward. Um, right. I'm a liability to the team. Wow. Uh, I, I, I'm inconsistent. I cost the team goals. I don't help out the left back. And these, these are the comments. This is what has been um, relayed back to me. Mm. So I'm thinking. You don't need that in top, man, do you? Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, you're, you're out shopping. Yeah, I'm thinking, bloody hell, bro. This is, this is crazy. But at the same time, I'm still not ever thinking I'm going to be leaving. Today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, my dad, my dad always plays devil's advocate kind of thing, yeah. and he's like, "Dom, you might have to go to Grimsby," because I'm saying, "But dad, no, I'm not going to Grimsby because this is like the first time I've got my, I've not not got um, first time, but it's like I've done what I've set out to do. I've scored my goals. Yeah. I'm doing well. Why am I getting forced out now? Like, yeah, yeah. Right, because 
this is all I've ever prayed for. Mm. Someone that talk about going Grimsby. I said, no, nah, Dad, man, I'm not that. What the hell, man? Grimsby in the same league as us. They don't play as attractive football. All this. Yeah. So I'm just um, stressing. And I, so time's getting, time's getting on. This is yeah. deadline. I'm at my cousin's house now yeah, yeah, talking yeah. to him. But I'm stressing because I'm saying, I'm not, I can't go. But this is crazy because there's... Um, a chance that I might actually have to go now. Yeah. Agent says it's got about six o'clock. Yeah. I'm yeah. Um, sitting down. Agent's like, Dom, you got you gotta go scumful. Mm. I'm like, I don't I don't even know where scumful is. I don't even know what league we're in. Right. I don't, yeah. I don't know, I've I've never I've never I respect I don't think I've ever kind of heard of scumful at the time like that. Mm. I think we might have just come up from League Two maybe this season before. So I'm thinking. Not what, like, what the hell? Yeah. I'm literally, I've got a shopping bag on me, clothes I've got on, I've got nothing with me. If my life's in bloody Wrexham, yeah, yeah. I'm like 45 minutes, an hour from home. Mm. So you have to get up to comfort straight away to sign. Straight, I literally signed my deal at what's it, 11 o'clock deadline day. Yeah. The, I literally signed my deal. 10 to 11, 11 o'clock. Literally, I signed that stomach band. It's That's been it. a, a, yeah. a, a, a downward spiral since, basically. When you had that, that, that conversation with Gary, just yeah. for clarity, was it him that wanted to sell you or was it the club? I'm just curious whether somebody had gone over his head. I'm just trying to iron that one out first. Well, our conversation was very brief. It was, we've accepted a bid from Grimsby. Uh, Grimsby, do you want to go? And I didn't speak to him, and I didn't speak to him again. Right. So, but the information I've been relayed back is if I stay, I'm not in the plans going forward. I'm this, I'm that. I'm thinking, me and Gary Mills got on. We, so, we sold you for an undisclosed fee. Don't suppose yeah. you want to disclose it, do you? I couldn't, I, 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 I don't know, 30, 40, 50 quid, maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> along those lines, like, sign along those lines. It, it, it feels to me that, that you, is it fair to say you left with a heavy heart? Because it, 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 in respect of that, all of yeah. a sudden, the, the, the club that you, you, know, you gave your all to in a short space of time, it ultimately made you feel, feel unwanted. Yeah, no, it's crazy because, remember, I'm in a group chat with the boys and that, and I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm like, what are we talking about? Like, no, like, I'm, I'm leaving, like. Anyone that was, that I'll speak to, there was no like inkling of me going. Right. I, okay. I, it was clear for me to say, I'm staying for the season. I, even after the Tranmere game, I think I'd done an interview where I said, I want to score 20 goals for the season. Mm. The next day, I am training at Scumfall. I'm sending a photo of me in Scumfall kit to the guys in the group chat. Mm. Like, I'm literally in Scumfall. Like, what the hell? So, yeah, it was. Um, it was crazy. It was, it was ridiculous. Like, it was ridiculous for, for me. It was ridiculous. I couldn't get my head around it. Yeah. The game was good, to be honest. I think we were all scratching our heads that day. Like, why would you sell your most valuable asset at that time in terms of for, for a promotion push? Just we were all left um, scratching our heads, really. And that's how I saw it. And then, like again, the the information I was getting relayed back of 
I'm inconsistent on this. I'm saying, bloody hell, if I'm fucking inconsistent, I'll never go to Tennessee by Christmas. Much more go to bloody consistent. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? And then, yeah, no, I know what you mean. And then, um, remember, they said I don't help my left back out. I said, me and Nukes had a great relationship. But, not funny, the gaffer put in fucking Lee Fowler after yeah. me yeah. in the same position. I mean, yeah. me and Fowler's are mates, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> but, you know, Fowler's fucking can't, can't move. So, in terms of about <laughs> the clues in his Twitter handle, Fat Man Fouls. Yeah. So, so you telling me I don't help the, the fullback out, but then you go play Lee Fowler there, it's like you're bantering me. You're bantering me, surely. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I mean, just just to sort of like draw draw a line under, I, I can sort I can see where you're coming from here, Dom. Because in your mind, you've come in, you've played some good football, yeah. you've done everything everyone has asked for you. You've got on yeah. with you know you've got on with the manager, you've got on with your teammates, and for some reason, it still hasn't worked out. I can understand how that would really yeah. unsettle a player. Yeah, of course. Yeah, football's all about finding the right marriage. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I, I'm I haven't turned a bad player. Mm. But the marriage has never been right because I said Scunthorpe Sam, I didn't play a game at Scunthorpe again. That's kind of unheard of. We like to do like little subject uh, uh, sort of segments where we do. Um, it's called Fearless in Devotion, but it's like the, the 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 moment that really filled you full of passion playing for Wrexham. So there's obviously the goal against Gatehead, Gatehead, but is there anything else that you sort of stands out that you think, um, yeah, that's... It's just like, we know always winning games on the bounce, like 5,000 5, fans there. Yeah. Like, they, like I said, for me, Rex has a proper club. Like, that's... Mm. I think I'm more fans at Wrexham than I did at everything at Colchester. And Colchester, I think we had a new stadium, everything, mm. League One club. But I just think, yeah, like, as a whole... I can't remember, but just like, I think when it's been a few games on the bounce, like there was that 5,000 fans and it was, it was rocking, you know what I mean? As a yeah. whole. Um, Tramir away was a good one. Um, Tramir away. FA, FA Trophy wearing that yellow kit and you scored in that game. I think it was Yeah, Yeah, that was a good, I think that was a good game. I think, if you remember my celebration, I was, I was like this, because I think the Bradley Tramir fans were trying to get on to me. Um, but yeah, no, as a as a whole, <laughs> I think the support as the club, as the fans, like when it was good, when it was good, it was it was really good. Um, all I was going to ask is whether you've ever actually um, spoken to Gary Mills since that phone call you had about the Grimsby offer. Um, no, never. Um, obviously, I think there's been a few comments from us. Um, back online, um, did I talk to him since? I think. There's been maybe a, I think he's spoke to a couple of players, um, but as a whole, me and him personally, I think. So when I left, Kasky phoned me the next day when I'm in the hotel, just like get get my head down, basically. That's yeah. what Kasky said. But I haven't heard, I've never heard of Gary Mills since. It, it, I have no problems with the man, honestly. I, I think maybe there is a, a bit of regret on his and maybe that I don't know if it was the right thing or not. Okay, so it's time now for the next instalment of The Mighty Heroes. Tim, first, why don't you remind us of what we've, who we've got in the team so far? We've got Andy Marriott in goal, which was kind of unanimous. Andy, Andy Marriott. To be honest, yeah. And then we've got Phil Hardy as left-back. You'll never beat him. 
No. Uh, on, on the right, we had Carlos Edwards. Yeah, but a one, one wing back formation, 4 3 3. Yeah, okay. And in the middle, we had Joey Jones. And then last week, we paired Joey with the cork stopper that is Brian Carey. So that's the, uh, the defense and the goalkeeper sorted. So it's now time to move on to where it all clicks into gear midfield. Indeed. And we are going with 4 3 3, aren't we? And just. And just to explain, before we get the angry emails in or tweets, um, probably not angry emails. They're all nice so far, but give it time. Just emails about people shitting themselves or, uh, <laughs> that's all, or that's falling all asleep at the moment. So Yeah, exactly. Or incidents at Gatwick, yeah. So we're going for three midfielders, and we're gonna today we're going to nominate holding midfielders or at least deeper-lying midfielders, and then next week and the week after then we'll go for a more attacking midfielder so don't tweet to him saying what about Mark Jones don't worry about it you know chill all in good time okay um, who was that an impression of was that just like a North- <laughs> was, that, was that a rash generalisation of every North Walian don't <laughs> <laughs> tweet no com- Mark Jones <laughs> no, no comment sound like, okay. sound like Five Man Sam <laughs> okay okay no comments uh let's go who has to go first this week andy you're always demanding you always steal the best players so you can go first okay um, well fair enough that's good because i've stolen the best player so it's, it's fair <laughs> enough I've, I've won this this week i don't care what anybody says i'll have you ball bags okay, okay anyway right andy um i'll count you in okay so yeah. um you've got 60 seconds to make the case for your player three two one go Okay, so we were musing before, is it a defensive mid or is it a deep line playmaker? Well, to be honest, I've made the answer relevant because I've got the right answer and it's Darren Ferguson. It's the only answer. He played 310 games for Wrexham. He's called 51 goals. That's a goal every six games. I mean, why are we even debating this? It's stupid. He dictated the play. He was the only midfielder in a period of success. Can you name the other midfielders around Darren Ferguson? Paul Barrett, maybe, Steve, what's his name, Thomas, Roberts. No, it was Steve Thomas. But it didn't matter because Darren Ferguson was the only midfielder. He was also Sir Alex Ferguson's son and he got us all quite a few lone players like Lee Roche, Mark Wilson, Terry Cook. You know, Ten seconds. So, sort of quality that we needed. But apart from that, he was everything about how we played in the most successful period of XMSD. Darren is our playmaker, should have been our boss that he wasn't was a travesty. Darren was the best thing about Wrexham for so long, he put us on the football match. Time, come on. <laughs> I want to know who, who Mark Wilson is. Oh, Mark <laughs> Wilson. Mark Wilson. Yeah, that's a posh version of Mark Wilson. <laughs> oh, classic. Tim, why don't you go next? Okay, so I'll count you in again. And you've got 60 seconds. Three, two, one, go. I'm going to go with Peter Ward, signed by Brian Flynn, July 19th, 1995. He made 161 appearances for the club, scoring 18 goals before leaving in May 1999. He epitomised the classic midfield enforcer, going in hard where it hurts and often won most of the challenges he contested. He broke a play, had a wonderful left peg and delivered the most dead-eye of corners, pace, accuracy, whip. And most of all, he always did it with like two steps, a two-step run-up, just from a standing position. Um, he probably taught uh, Swansea City lonely Frank Lampard everything he knew. Um, and he's also, he's also part of one of the greatest ever Wrexham terrorist anthems, Marriott, Rosalind, Hardy, Hardy to Peter Ward, Peter Ward's Connolly, etc., etc. Whilst at the club, he also mentioned, he also mentored Brian Hughes, Dave Bramer and Jonathan Cross. 
Uh, when he was a guest at the club in 2018, he commented on substitute Simon Ames, and, and this is what he said about him. Christ, he's got a bigger ass than my missus. That's what makes Peter Ward a quality person. That is a Five seconds. <laughs> Football's a very simple game, but at the heart of it, great players make it look even simpler. Time. Peter Ward, 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 achieve that every time he pulls on a red shirt. Nicely how, done. How big is Peter Ward's missus' ass? Well, you ask him, you know. He was also quicker than Fergie, both in mind and body. Oh, behave. He was. Okay, um, Liam, you're going to go next because I still haven't uh, worked out everything I'm saying about my nominees. So, uh, oh, I was just uh, working on the final words of my scripts. Oh, oh well, I'm, I'm going to have to I'll make go. you win it. Hang on, oh. do we use scripts? I oh. thought we just came from this. <laughs> well, you definitely use scripts. But... It's like notepad paper. Okay, Liam, ready? I'll count you in. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so the player I've chosen is James William Harris, known to you and I as Jay Harris. Uh, he's made approaching 200 appearances for Wrexham. He's a terrier-like midfielder. He's got a hell of a bite in the tackle. And as, as we all know, he can also score absolute screamers, just like the one against Barrow. Um, he's also capable of getting a yellow card or 13 each season, uh, but he was eight, partly eight, 98 point season. He's starred in countless playoff games with um, I know people will say, oh, he's a bit more of a box-to-box midfielder, but guess what? You can shut up, because as Jay's got older, he's got tired. He needs to chill out, and he needs to sit deeper. And uh, since he's come back to us, his experience has been absolutely invaluable. He might have gone to our rivals, Tranmere, but we don't talk about that. It says it all that he got promoted with him, not once, but twice. Um, all that's left to say is, lovely Jay Harris, Terrier midfielder, needs a rest. can't believe I've only just discovered that Jay Harris's first name is James. Didn't know that. Okay, I'm going to have to wing mine. Who's going to count me in and time me? Yeah, I'll do it. Three, two, one, go. Okay, I'm going to nominate who else but our current leader, Dean Keats. Uh, signed, of course, by Dean Saunders. Uh, 160 appearances, 13 goals. Nearly um, made it more than appearances than he did for Warsaw, his hometown club, with 162. But of course, he was a driving force in our midfield as we got into the playoffs in 2012 and 2013. He didn't really have a bad game. He was um, absolutely superb. And who could forget the courage when he broke his collarbone, I think, against Newport. And as fans, of course, we expect to see commitment from players. But Keats, you know, he's right at the end of his playing career. He could have been forgiven for just playing out his days quietly, but he didn't do that. Despite having a broken bone, he went back on the pitch with his arms strapped up to Ten down seconds. Men and had used all of our subs. Scored some great goals. For me, best one I saw, away at Barnet, uh, down to 10 men. Stephen Wright's just been elbow man. Up steps Dean Keats and puts in the top corner. What a legend. Yeah. So you say he outshined Aguibet Davids in that game? He did. Why can't you pronounce footballers' names today, Andy? Um. <laughs> Abga David. <laughs> James Wilson. <laughs> I like the way you did what was Angus? Connery's best voice. It was amazing. Dion, <laughs> Dion Angos. <laughs> I thought it said Dion Argos. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Uh, oh, I mean, let's. Okay. It's Darren Ferguson, unless you're all smoking crap. It's not. It's not. It was too slow. Of course slow. it is. Of course he, it is. He didn't Frugin- have the he didn't have the same brain as Peter Ward. He didn't have the same set-piece delivery as Peter Ward. And to be honest, even though Ferguson was better at passing, 
Oh, that's over, quite, quite overall a big game, midfielder. Uh, and let's not forget, Peter Ward played at a higher level than Darren Ferguson for Wrexham. Well, I think Darren Ferguson probably played most of his games in League One. And if you factor in the fact that he played 300 games and scored one in six, um, from a deep-lying defensive mid position, I'm but, sorry, it's Darren Ferguson. He also scored some some cracking goals against mm. like top-level opposition quality, as well. Not, it's quality over quantity. It doesn't matter how many games he played. I haven't seen Peter Ward play, unfortunately. So out that lot, Darren Ferguson was probably the first one that I watched. Um, yeah, same. Probably, probably one of the most standout ones for me, just by virtue of I used to love it when he belt a free kick in the top corner. I can remember a game. I think it's one of the first seasons I followed Wrexham, three-two uh, against Northampton, where he won right at the death of a free kick into the top corner. Sounds like well, Liam's going for Darren yeah. Ferguson. So I find, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so I've won. What about do you know? By I default, I've even come out of the womb later than the rest of us. Is a bit fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At what point, as well, do we bring the wise words of Lee Trundle into this? If you remember, if we go back to episode three, what was it that he said? I love a bit of Fergie. Me was it his uh, favourite <laughs> oh, player? Sorry, is that Lee Trundle? <laughs> that was my Lee Trundle impression. <laughs> I'm here all week. Exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not only have you've upset everybody in North Wales, now you've pissed off half of Merseyside. Uh, yeah, yeah, but asked to give the, his favourite player that he played with, the best player, he said Darren Ferguson. Can we can we go against that? Well, I think from his actual stats for a Wrexham player, you can't go ahead. You, you can't actually... No, there's there's no one other than, than Ferguson. Also, he won us the LDB Vans Trophy. Probably one of the proudest moments in our history. Yeah. Scored the first goal. Was what was he doing? Sorry, sorry second goal. Second goal. Second yeah. Goal. Yeah. He, I mean, quality. And you know, maybe if we put him in our team, we could get him back as a manager. Who knows? If I mean, we... I, I'd, I'd take that. Mm. Turn back I'd... time. Yeah. Tim, if you can, if we can work on it on Twitter, you know, try and. Uh... I mean, I abstain because I think it's bollocks, but we'll put it out. <laughs> yeah, so, oh wow! Yeah, you're being you're being overruled three to one. No, here, I, I'm a, I love Fergie. Don't get me wrong, but I think Peter Ward had better, better hairstyle and um, he had a better <laughs> left foot. Simple as that. A left foot, really? Oh wow! No, his left foot was incredible. No, he well, was better than Darren foot. Ferguson's. He was all yeah, left foot. He, he without doubt one of the best set piece takers I've ever seen play for Wrexham. Well, okay, that, that, well, on top of being a fine midfielder, was Darren Ferguson a great free kick and corner taker? No, he wasn't. So there you go. He can well, take well, a good free kick. Yeah, I can. I can imagine. A, I can remember a lot of Darren Ferguson free kicks that were that were just as good as was. Tim, take your take your big opinion elsewhere. We've uh, we're going with Darren Ferguson <laughs> wow. here. Wow. So Darren, Darren Ferguson, you uh, you you make it into our mighty heroes. Welcome. Next week we'll go on Hello. to more attacking midfielders. Um, and we're building quite a nice little team now, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. It's a very solid defence. It's prediction time. Who could have predicted the last week, other than well, not Andy, us. of course? <laughs> well, we got we got we got the Woking win. Tell us where we stand, Andy. So yeah, well, we none of us thought that we'd win away at Halifax. So uh, to be honest, Reese, you're still ahead, way ahead with nine points. Everyone else is on two, but don't pat yourself on the back yet too much because. I predicted a Wrexham win at Woking, so I'm good. I went, yeah. So I went one nil, um, which meant didn't quite get the scoreline right because I didn't think there would be a big monster up front who would uh, 
lead us to four goals. But I'm on now on four points. You're on 11. I think the other two are still languishing behind on two points each. And don't forget, the loser will get a forfeit nominated. Oh, this is this is said by the guy who is way ahead. Yes, okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, so thank you. Just reminding you of what was agreed. No, 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 it was agreed. Well, no, we, we don't know what it is yet because one of the one of the readers or one of the listeners is going to say what it is. So at the moment, well, it's Terry or the <laughs> other guy who uh, emailed in. Yeah, is going to pick like, what you and Tim are going to do. Pie. Nothing, as long as you're not being aroused, aroused by a cleaner. Yeah, you're, you're either <laughs> being aroused by a cleaner or you're going to have to eat some sort of dodgy chicken balti pie with salmonella or something. Okay, let's move on to next week. Just the one game. We, next Saturday, uh, Chesterfield at home at the racecourse. This is massive. Well, it feels massive anyway, isn't it? Yeah. So what, what do you think first then? Okay, first of all, I'm going to say our record in big games isn't particularly good this year. Obviously, we have had a couple of good results. Uh, Hartlepool and sort of Sutton stand out, obviously. Um, but uh, we look good. Chesterfield have lost to Sante, haven't they? Up front, he's uh, their big striker. Yep. I'm going I'm to go with the Wrexham win. I'm going to keep. We're going to keep the run going. We look like we're scoring a lot of goals at the moment. So I'm going to say high score in three one. Wow. Absolutely. Well, what is what, what, who's kidnapped Reese Williams? Sorry, at what point do I lose that tagline because I predicted a win and it was right? You know, at what point do you just accept I'm better? Okay, uh, yeah, okay, well, we could say that. But, um, right, I'm going to go next and I think we're going to win 2 0. And I, the reason this we're going to win 2 0 is because Chesterfield are winning, sorry, Chesterfield are playing on Tuesday, they're going to be a bit more leggy. And they're going to come to the race course. They're going to they're going to be up against Gold Otomeo. <laughs> He's so good, I can't pronounce his what, name. Otomeo and yeah. Dion. Just call him and, yeah, good old Dion Argos. <laughs> but I, no, I do feel I do feel we've got probably enough of them if they're a bit leggy. Okay, Tim. Yeah, um, furlough field. I we thumped the bastards. <laughs> Um, I absolutely no sympathy for them. They're, they've made a mockery of the entire situation. Wow. They must have signed about forty players this year. It's true, though, isn't it? I mean, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, nobody likes them for that reason. Even some of their fans are a bit, a bit embarrassed by it all. So, um, yeah, I, I hope we thump. I was going to go three-one, but seeing as Reese got in before me, I'm going to go three-nil. Uh, mm-hmm. No surprise, Jordan Davis will probably score again. And um, what his name? Who's the one that left for us? The one that Yusuf. Yusuf. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He might come on and then miss a penalty or something. That'd be quite funny. That would be good. Liam, what do you reckon? Okay, so after deliberately getting it wrong twice last week, uh, just to motivate the team and help them out a bit, I'm going to go for a mm-hmm. win this week. Two on to Wrexham. I think we've got the star striker out. Um, they've just come in off the back of a defeat. Um, they'll probably furlough Asante and get Gareth Bale in, but I'm going to stick with it. Two on to Wrexham. Nice. Universal uh, winning predictions. That can only mean one thing. We're going to lose 3-0, aren't we? <laughs> mm-hmm. I-, I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, anyway, till next week. Uh, we've got another great guest lined up for you next week, so uh, something to look forward to. We won't give it away just yet, um, but we think you'll enjoy it. But until then, thank you very much for listening and downloading. We do appreciate it. You can email us at fearlessindevotion at gmail.com and follow the Fearless in Devotion 
Twitter page as well. Uh, but until next week, thanks for listening and bye. Cheers. See you.